Hey everybody, just real quick before the show started, uh, this is Steve, and I just wanted to let you know, for all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at EILF Movies, that's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art, or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday, or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict. Uh, basically, Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one last plot holes a gratuitous movies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy. Her prints were all over the crime scene. We haven't got a case, Roy. Well, just make one. We order a psychiatrist to say she's a danger. Okay, I'll make sure we get somebody good and tough. Dr. Glass, this is Catherine Trinell. So is this where we're going to do it? Oh, so you're a writer. What do you write about? Oh, the sexual, the violent, the basic instincts. I'm sorry you're not allowed to smoke in here. You know what I like about you? You enjoy being in control, like me. But I'm not the one who's on trial for murder. Not yet. Do I make you uncomfortable? Careful, Michael. She's trying to seduce you. Did you kill him? If I said I didn't, would you believe me? Everything that comes out of her mouth's a lie, even the truth's a lie. What exactly do you want? I wanted it from the first moment I saw you, and you did too. How do you picture it, Doctor? I believe Mr. Mel's behavior is driven by what we might call a risk addiction. I suspect the only limit for her would be her own death. The judge let her go. I'll make you a bet. She'll do it again. What are you doing here? What you said about me being addicted to risk... Isn't that what turns you on? Don't play games with me. What do you think I killed him? Survival is the most basic instinct. Basic instinct two. I've hit like a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from, from movies. movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. We start off Super Sexy Sequel September. Boom. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> An entire month of. <laughs> Sequels. <laughs> and not just the porns. No. Uh, these are sequels to movies. Uh, erotic thrillers, if you will. Um, <laughs> and, uh, spoiler alert, I don't think any of them were necessary. <laughs> oh, no. Especially in the age of porn. But first. Right? Oh, Steve, we need a beer. Indeed. What do you got for us? 
<laughs> in honor of this movie, we have Wild Ride Brew. Oh, from Wild Ride Brew, Nut Crunch Crusher, Peanut Butter Porter. Yeah. Oh, and there is sediment in the bottom of this. I think it might be peanut butter powder. <laughs> oh. Yes, from Redmond, Oregon. We got this on our Oregon trip. Yeah. See, we love beer. We love peanut butter. Nut Crusher Peanut Butter Porter is here to bring the best of two worlds together. With notes of chocolate and caramel, this porter is complemented by the addition of creamy peanut butter flavor. It's a true liquid peanut butter cup, and it's here for you to enjoy. Mm. Okay. Get some of that nut in your oh, mouth. my top! Oh! Ooh, it smells like peanut butter! Oh! Yeah! yeah see, maybe it is like the PB2 powder. That's or... what I'm thinking. And the pork? Yeah! Mm. Yeah, unfortunately, peanut butter beers don't end up being very peanut buttery because it is difficult to put Ooh. a fat-based nut butter into beer. It doesn't oh. dissolve real well. It kills the head. Yeah, so a the, lot of uh, them... aroma's got, yeah, definitely got a little bit of nut or whatever on it. It's almost like a roasted nut, but... Almost like a roasted peanut? Mm-hmm. Like peanut butter? Oh, Indeed. Steve's going in for the taste. This is a very dark beer. Oh, yeah. Got a little bit of ruby highlight. Very dark, a uh, little light head on mine. Yeah, it looks like there's two. Yeah, dark colored head that dissipated super quickly, probably due to all the nut oils. What are you getting off it, Steve? A little roast. Um, yeah, just like very roasted. Definitely caramely. Yeah, a little, yeah, little very malt forward. Yeah. This is a good beer. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, just like a nice little... Uh, oh. I think I got a little of that powder in that last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just it's pretty well-rounded little porter. Yeah, yeah it's hard it. to tell if it's if I'm actually getting peanut butter because it is such a subtle flavor, or um, or if it's the roastiness. But either way, it's playing together really well. Yeah. yeah this is good. Yeah. Well, well done, Wild Wild Ride Brewing. Speaking uh, of a wild ride. Basic Instinct Two. All right, honey, can I just start off with, this was a slow fucking movie. It was a full two hours long uh, from 2006. From of it is just him staring vaguely into the distance. You're, you're spoiling it. No, <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, truth be told, the last hour of this movie, we watched it one and a half speed because that honestly seemed pretty standard. <laughs> like and there the way were to watch still it. scenes that were too long. Yeah. Like there were scenes where it's like, oh, I could cut this. Oh, I'm watching it at a speed and a half. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so it's from director Michael Keaton Jones. Michael Keaton? <laughs> Keaton Jones. <laughs> you might know him as the director of Doc Hollywood. Do we, though? <laughs> Rob Roy. Oh, yeah? The Jackal. You've seen The Jackal. I have seen The Jackal. Right. I can't live tonight. Beyond the Gates. Mm-hmm. This. And then TV stuff like MI5 and uh, World Without End. MI5 is good. How? I guess I've not seen his episodes. <laughs> yeah, I see. Uh, but yeah, of course, starring uh, Sharon Stone, reprising her role as Catherine Tremell from the Paul Verhoeven classic, Basic Instinct. How did she not go to jail in that one? <laughs> That's for a different podcast. Yeah, That's for a different podcast. Let me put it this way. It's a little more put together in the first one. <laughs> uh, you got Dave Morrissey as Dr. Michael Glass. David Thewlis. I love David Thewlis. I won't lie. He is a great actor. Yeah, it's it's come up before on the podcast. He's a great actor. Um, 
unfortunately, he's got a kind of a mousy face. Um, you know what, though? I otherwise, think that, he'd be, like, ruling Hollywood, I would think. I think that just makes him an even more underutilized character actor, because he does have such an interesting face. Yeah. Well. Like, he just isn't utilized as much as possible, and I know a bunch of people are like, oh my god, but he's Ares in uh, Wonder Woman, spoiler alert. <laughs> You've all you're, seen you're just everyone. Full, yeah, see, everyone. If you haven't it. seen Wonder Woman, you weren't going to anyway. You weren't going to. Everybody watched it. I saw the box office. You've only had a year and a half. Your mother saw it. Why haven't you? You trying to disappoint your mother now? How about your aunts? Anyway. Oh, all of my aunts saw it. My mom and my aunts all went to go see it together. Some of them got drunk. That also stars Charlotte Rampling from uh, Orca. Yeah. Our- past episodes uh she's in it a few years older than she was in the orca <laughs> only about 30 you know. yeah i feel like she was underutilized in this too she yeah she was kind of a secondary character but uh yeah it, a decent cast uh, yeah. for you know and i guess none of the actors did a bad job everybody did a good job it's just that there are a lot of scenes that are way too long indeed there's well, a lot of just staring off into the distance for like an artsy shot that i don't give a fuck about let's move the story <laughs> along guys it's, it's building suspense and thrilling no it's boring and making me angry <laughs> uh, so we start out in a sports car driving through the streets of london <laughs> with a license plate die cat uh i'm assuming it's uh katherine tremell's car and yes, she's in is. there with a gentleman in her passenger side who's that, super high on ketamine super fucking zonked out i can't feel anything what day is this and they're going like 150 kilometers an hour through the streets um and they're kissing making out blah 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 all of a sudden she like wets his finger and Jerks you know, herself off with his limp hand. Play, plays with her gu- <laughs> <laughs> Let, Let's him play with the toggle switch, I guess I can put it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're just driving along, you know. Oh, there's a turn. Oh, my God. I'm about to come. <laughs> Boom. Right through a bus stop. <laughs> Boom. Into the fucking river. She killed like 19 hobos. Yeah, nobody right. said anything. <laughs> oh, by the way, there's not a fucking car in sight in no, the entire city of london this whole London thing. is apparently empty after midnight <laughs> did you know that that's what i learned from i did this not film. know that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah after the uh finger blast crash um <laughs> they're in the river tames <laughs> like that one all right i do so <laughs> every time i come i'm gonna say that now finger blast crash <laughs> Uh, so they're all wet in the River Thames. Oh, yeah. uh, the car is sinking. Uh, dude is locked out of his mind, though. He's buckled in. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. He ain't going nowhere. Oh, but Catherine Trammell, oh, she gets out scot-free. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find out... Oh, and I like her, like, dead man's, like, float to service, but then she oh. moves her hair. Who was she putting that on for? I don't know. For him? I guess. Like, oh, nope, I'm just floating away. Oh, but I gotta fix my hair. Oh, but I'm gonna float. But then she gets to the top and she, like, looks around at the top of the water, like... Oh, look at me. I just came. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm so I was, mad. I was waiting for her to go, help. Help. <laughs> oh, please, somebody. Like Adam's family values or something. Yeah, but um, <laughs> we cut to, I don't know, a couple hours later for police interrogation. 
uh, Detective David Thewlis. Uh, yeah. His name's Washburn. Uh, Detective Washburn's. Uh, he's David Thewlis. Yeah, David Thewlis. You can't, <laughs> you can't are we miss him. Kidding? He's basically like, oh, what's going on here? Oh, looks like we found a whole bunch of drugs in his system. Oh, and there are these needles all over the place. Oh, mm-hmm. looks like someone knocked him out and then drove him off into a fucking river. And she's like, Pretty you sure can't prove it was me. Yeah, I was driving, but. <laughs> he has a drug problem anyway. Yeah. Turns out he's like a football star or a soccer star yes or... soccer star the footy. soccer football footy. yeah the footy <laughs> he plays the footy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes i meant that as condescending as it sounded <laughs> <laughs> yeah it looks like we picked it up right. um, <laughs> how is the condescension meter going honey <laughs> is it peaking yet <laughs> it was it was at a seven that's that's pretty strong yeah so in, interrogating of course she's like oh you can't prove anything and my lawyers are awesome and i'm rich and white and, yeah. and kind and of pretty and i'm super hot and you all want to fuck me uh, but she basically confesses right then and there uh well yeah yeah but uh, she confesses throughout the fucking movie she but it's is. like if i were to tell you this but it's like oj fucking confessing in a book or something it's like well if i were to do this this is how i would do it but i mean you can't prove but it. you can't prove that's exactly what happened except for we have all of the evidence with your fingers all over fingerprints all over everything false there is no evidence apparently so they have to get a psychiatric evaluation from someone who's tough and so they bring in dr glass who's played by david morrissey oh ask me what it means <laughs> morrissey playing I, glass i see right through you Anyway, uh, oh yeah, I love uh, like during the this initial psych evaluation, Doctor Glass is kind of like, "Ah, oh, you're good. What if you're innocent? You have nothing to worry about. Innocent people end up in jail all the time, but not rich people." Yeah, I also did like her thing. Like, I know who you are. I smell divorce on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That was a pretty, was pretty good. good line. I was like, ooh. Put that one in the, uh, <laughs> make a note of that one. <laughs> and the best part about it is, okay, take it to the shrink, whatever. And then she's like, she like pulls out a lighter and is about to light a cigarette. How the fuck does she have a lighter? Who gave her a lighter and cigarettes? Because, like, oh, there's no smoking in here. Did she, did they not pat her down? Did somebody hand it to her and go, oh, this is for later? Uh, actually, now I think about it, she was there with her lawyers and stuff. So I assume they, they gave her all of her stuff back. When they but... brought her in, they had to have patted her. No, no, you get your stuff when you leave jail. What if she had a gun in her purse? Yeah, like, but weren't they in his office? Or... Oh, no, 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 yeah, no, I guess they were at the office. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, then fuck it. This movie's, re- we found an error in this movie, <laughs> sweetie. Uh, so uh... then after, uh, after that initial evaluation, we then go to the court of the House of Commons where everybody wears a fucking white wig, including Everyone. the black lady lawyer, which yeah. was kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know anything about British law, honey. <laughs> I think that's just how they do it. I, I know it is, but it still seems... I think it's... I think it's if, I, if I'm understanding British law correctly, I believe it's half witch trial and half RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> This does appear to have that. Everybody's wearing robes. and <laughs> They like to wear flowy things and spectacular wigs. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Dr. Glass, he's basically like, oh, yeah, she's addicted to risk. And I think the only way to cure her is if she ends up killing herself or, or you know, super therapy, so she's, which she's going to deny. And... So she's a danger to herself. Smash cut to five minutes later. She's out of jail. Yeah. Like, not even. It's like. Oh, yeah, there's no evidence. You have all of the fucking evidence. Worst lawyers ever. Right. 
Worst police ever. David Thewlis, you're not doing your job if she's out of jail. We find out the, uh, representing the uh, county of Huxtable or whatever they're in, uh, in London or whatever, it's the same lawyer from Con Air. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, We also also are at this time, Dr. Glass comes out of the courtroom and we meet uh, Alex Towers, um, who I have written down first, oh, he's a writer and an ex-lover? Question mark? <laughs> right. Oh, their um, conversations sounded like they'd been fucking. Yeah, yeah. And, and then we find out the twist. Oh no, he's just the one banging his ex-wife. Yeah, he's he's banging the uh, the Sykes ex-wife. Yeah. But uh, their conversation made it sound like they may have had an intimate relationship too. My theory is that uh, the Psych doesn't like the publisher because when it came down, who's he going to choose? He chose her over him. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunately how it goes. Uh, but apparently seven <laughs> years ago... Titties. <laughs> can't, can't beat them titties. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> uh, but apparently uh, he's asking a bunch of questions because seven years ago, a patient of Dr. Glass's, they had their sessions or whatever. and they're... Dr. Glass called him, like, cured, and then he went home and murdered his pregnant girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And then we're like, oh, you should have known. He, he, he probably told you something. And he's like, well, you know patient doctor confidentiality blah 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 blah. but only to a point but we find out he's up for chair at the university and so we can't have a scandal like this coming back seven years later chair at university not not at this time and then we're introduced to charlotte rampling who's uh, another psychiatrist at the university like his mentor it seems like yeah like mentor or colleague i'd say colleague probably he seems to confide in her a lot that's why i was kind of getting mentor vibe yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, cat's released from prison uh, with some of the best news angles you've ever seen oh, of somebody yeah. coming out of prison. Usually, you have to be more than six inches away from the person's face when they're walking down. But well, that's here in America. Yeah, like at the House of Commons, it's totally different laws, honey. Yeah, I mean, I watch a little bit of BBC. She was walking but... the catwalk. <laughs> on the catwalk yeah and as we as we discussed earlier half of their legal system is Ru- rupaul's drag race she she won that season so she got immunity <laughs> yeah. yeah that makes sense right. now this movie's making a lot more yeah, sense okay yeah God, they, they really needed one of those uh scrolls at the beginning that was like <laughs> filling you in you know like hey this is what happened in the past by the way, what does this take place in regards to the first movie? I know it's 15 years later, but is it supposed to be like 15 years later or five years later? I have no idea. Yeah. It's, is it a day and a half later? Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, that was just a dumb thought I had. Oh, yeah, then we go to uh, all the psychiatrists in one one talk or whatever, and like the, I don't know, dean of psychiatry at the university is giving a speech, and he says some quippy bullshit, and everybody starts clapping, and I'm like, Oh, uh, are we supposed to be clapping? He, it sounded like he was like mid-sentence, and they like cut him off with clapping. <laughs> well, you, you gotta, you gotta clap, and you gotta like laugh when the boss is, you know, being quippy. Well, I, didn't, I didn't think he got to the quip yet. Though it was like, honey, you so just a guy walks get... into a bar. <laughs> you don't get British humor, honey. You just Appar- uh, it's different culture. Apparently not culture. <laughs> uh, but around the time uh, we're also introduced to a brunette girl. I think her name's Michelle. The, 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 oh yes, the, um, that where so she sees him as like a mentor or something like that. She is like the head of like pharmaceuticals for the local hospital for the psych division. That's why they know each other because oh, I guess okay. he writes the prescriptions and then like she prescribes the drugs. Oh, oh, okay, so that's how they know each other. Okay. Yeah, I only I only caught that because uh, 
spoiler later, he'll be talking to the police, and she comes up, and he says her title, and I was uh, like, oh, okay. but yeah, they're they're friendly. Okay, well, she wants the D from oh, uh, she Dr. wants Glass. it bad. Yeah, that's very obvious. Yeah, um, and she's cute. Yeah, very cute. I feel bad for her in this movie. It'll, it'll come up later why, but yeah, of all the people that survived this movie, I feel more sorry for her than anybody else in this movie. Yeah, she just, she's got a crush on the local dog. Like. Yeah, I mean, can't. Okay. Um, but then the dog goes to the cafe, and then that's when we see the, the waitress with the, the yeah. red hair. Or Who I thought for sure was a spy for the magazine. <sighs> totally! She's She acts so suspiciously. Very suspicious. I think she's a bad actress. <laughs> <laughs> What are you writing? It it seems so interesting. There's so many pages. And I'm sorry I didn't do it with my British accent. And scene. <laughs> oh. Should we do a second take? No, no, no I ain't got time for that. Uh, so the doctor goes back to his office in the, the giant phallic butt plug looking building. You, you know the yeah. one in London. Yeah. The one that looks yeah, a lot, lot like Salesforce one. Tower out here. But yeah, he works even more butt plug. Butt plug pa- tower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And Ask Catherine, me what it means. <laughs> <laughs> and Catherine Trammell is in his office. What? I want you to be my doctor, therapist. <gasps> yes, you are therapist. <laughs> therapist. <laughs> anyway. uh, do you enjoy the circus? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, doctor. Do you like the circus? <laughs> uh, so it anyway. always comes back to Batman. Always Everything comes back to Batman. Back to Batman. <laughs> uh, but he's like, I don't know. I kind of gave you a bad review the last time. Are you sure you want me to be the doctor for I you? I think you're the only person who can get me out of this. Also, I got the hots for you. And I got a shit ton of money. I have all of the money. I could just throw money at you. All right, cool. Whatever. You're kind of hot. Uh, so days later, they have their first uh, their first session together. And she brings up uh, Cheslov, the guy seven years earlier killed his yeah. pregnant girlfriend or whatever. Were you his doctor? Did he tell you anything? I'm writing a book. This is research. Your research. You know what? I don't I'm feel comfortable with this. And the session is over. Roll credits. Uh. Da, 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 da. <laughs> nope. So is Sharon Stone hot in this movie? I mean, she's all right. Because they're making it seem like no human being on the planet, male or female, could possibly resist her. Like, you know, she would make RuPaul straight. I yeah, keep bringing it back to him, but yeah, like, you. I don't, what, I don't know. I what's really Ru- behind this, sweetie? Why? Uh, <laughs> why want, you got RuPaul in the brain? Because I just want to binge some Drag Race. That's what I want to do <laughs> instead of watching this movie. But anyway, like they make it seem like she is irresistible to everyone. Nobody yeah. is like not under her spell. Does she have that kind of charisma? Am I missing it? I mean, in the 90s, maybe. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It, in movies for me, uh, whenever the, it's, it's the thing where it's like, there's no possible way anyone can resist somebody. It's like, uh, it, Ava Green. Uh, I've, this has come up before in our discussions before. Ava Green has that it. in like the Bond movie she was in, uh, the, yeah. the Casino Royale, and Sin City 2 and stuff like that. And it's just like, I mean, she's all right, but yeah. So, uh, pass. like, would ScarJo be like the one who I guess like? I mean, would be it now? Maybe, but can ScarJo also be have that that dark side or whatever? I don't know. Maybe she's kind of just stone face. Yeah, you know, you know. Well, and I think that's why like like Sharon Stone has that that niche where she kind of has that darker side and oh yeah no she totally you know. plays the bad girl i just like i'm having trouble with the fact that like 
no one can resist her like well and she's supposed to be like super smart and psychologically manipulative and all that too so is this my magical power to see through bullshit then that like it's not working like every time she says something i'm like she's a fucking liar (laughs) screw that bitch why do you listen to her so so after their first session uh he goes out and buys her book shooter which is basically the quickest stupidest way of recapping the first movie yeah a little quick little montage and you know, Cad drops her hints and all the bullshit and following sessions, blah 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 blah. And uh, every session is insanely uncomfortable. He should be tapping out at any moment. Like, yeah, yeah. Every, every time it should be like wildly inappropriate. All right, every time this is this, you're obviously not benefiting from this. I'm definitely not benefiting from this. Here's someone you can try to bullshit. I don't know, whatever. And so then after a couple sessions, uh, Dr. Glass finds out that uh, Adam Towers, the the reporter guy, he's basically just like asking all of his friends about Cheslov and trying to get mm-hmm. the scoop and all the other stuff. Yeah. And he's kind of like, why is this cock blocker blowing up my spot? Exactly. And, and so then we go to yet another party. Because, uh, like, the third party at because, this point they go to. Which, by the way, like, I'm not sure on the time frame, but it seems like he goes to parties, like, every other night. Yeah. Or at least, like, once a week. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Because there's a couple sessions in the middle there, but... But she's going five days a week to visit him. Yeah. Him. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it could be, like, a Saturday night and then a Wednesday night and then a yeah. following Friday. and the other nights I'm assuming he's just at home jacking it. I assume. I mean, what else are you going to do? <laughs> Uh, but uh Catherine shows up at the party and she lights uh charlotte rampling's fog or Boom. cigarette i don't know he can't stay at the but, party because his patient is there so yeah. he goes upstairs she short sort of corners him and gets him all hot and bothered yeah. and then uh out of the loo comes the cute little uh pharmaceutical gal yeah michelle comes out of there yeah. so he leaves but not alone mm. after being all hot and bothered. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, we go back to his uh, palatial apartment with those chocolate right? colored satin sheets, a lot like ours. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's just going to town. And he's he, like, balls deep. He's balls deep. I mean, this is our first like prolonged sex scene. It really is, yeah. And he like glances over and he sees Kat's picture um, on, on the cover yeah. of the book that he's been reading. Oh, we didn't talk about the, the, the sexy talk they had during one of the... Uh, during one of the sessions right before this, when she was like, do you get hot thinking about me getting hot, thinking about you coming all over me? I think that how one actually comes it? up a little later. No, no, it comes but... up before, because he, he, she goes like, how do you picture doing me? Do you picture pulling my hair and fucking me from behind? I think that was in the book. Okay, well, at uh, any rate, yeah, he yeah. hears it in his head, and so this poor girl, yeah. he just like... He's just like, turn around, turn over, like, uh, okay. She's kind of excited, but she's kind of scared. And so they start going She's already, like, style. pretty happy. Yeah, she's, yeah, they're they're doing all right. And then, you know, he's getting in there, blah, blah, blah. And then he just grabs her hair and starts, like, wringing it around, like, rain on a horse, and just pulls! And then it gets really kind of rapey. Yeah, and, and she looks horrified. Oh, yeah. Like, kudos to her. <laughs> and... And right when he's about to, I don't know, unleash the dogs of war or whatever, <laughs> uh, the phone rings. And by the second ring, he's like tossing her aside, running over to the phone, picking it up. Because the uh, answering machine picked it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, Charlotte Rampling. That's right. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's his ex-wife. It's his ex-wife. Oh, my That's God. Right. You have to come. And I say this is where the second minor loophole in this movie comes up oh he doesn't have a boner when he's running over yeah. that. he <laughs> doesn't have a boner he's, he's picking that phone up with his boner he, he's walking over there full shaft like he grabs the receiver <laughs> and like knocks the thing off the table he's like oh shit sorry guys yeah uh, I'm hello sorry. hello are you still there he's answering that phone with his dick <laughs> 
if this is uh, uh, what we're led to believe. So yeah, Michelle's just basically he's like, that or he's just pushing rope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, poor Michelle's just kind of sitting there like, what, what, what the fuck is going on? You were just in the middle of raping me and now you're talking right? to your ex-wife on the phone. <laughs> what, Super what's going cr- on here? Oh. Anyway. I'm not going to lie. That scene made me like one of the most uncomfortable of all the scenes in this because I felt bad for Michelle. Yeah. So it's his ex-wife calling. Why? He has to go to her apartment because her lover, Adam Towers, has been killed. Mm-hmm. Autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> it's totally autoerotic asphyxiation. He is hanging from the uh, bedboard and it is not a wonderful picture to walk no, in on. Oh, it's, um, yeah, it's dark. The only thing I had with this is... Why is she calling him instead of the police or anything? It was like, yeah. my, my, my answer, if my ex-wife were calling me saying, uh, so the guy I've been banging, uh, apparently he killed himself by a little funky Spider-Man. I'd be like, oh, cool. Uh, if you want to be nice, clear out his browser history, <laughs> uh, then call the police. Why are you yeah. calling me? You, you, right, let's pretend it's even prank me. Caller, I'm prank just caller. like, oh my God, Steve, I... Walked into work and one of my coworkers is dead. Autoerotic asphyxiation. I don't know what to do. You would tell me. I know you would. Call the police. I'll come pick you up. <laughs> After the police get there. After the police get I there. I want to make sure my cell phone is far away from there. Yeah, yeah. I've seen too many forensic files. That's that's bullshit. Uh, but he goes there. People people he, do panic when yeah. things, shit goes awry, and there's usually somebody that they think about telling first. Like that happens sometimes. But then the other person needs to say, call the police. Call the police right fucking now. I'm not walking into that house until the police show up. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention, too, uh, at the party where he picked up Michelle, excuse me, Sharon Stone uh, handed him some, like, little toys and told him to to put them in his Big Ben souvenir thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there was something else. She handed him, like, a handful. I think that was, like, her cigarette holder. Her her lighter or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So he goes to the scene of the death and starts touching everything. He touches everything. Fucking At this point, everything. I think he's guilty, and I watched him not do it. <laughs> yeah, right? He was too busy trying to rape Michelle to yeah. kill his arch nemesis or whatever. I don't know. But uh, yeah, then t- Detective uh, Washburn shows up, and he's basically like, oh, hey, what are you doing here? Like, well, it's my ex-wife, and she called me first because... I don't know. I'm a fucking moron, and I came. Right? I don't know. And then he pulls out the little baggie with the the Big Ben thing that's got it, gonna have his fucking fingerprints on it because he touched it when uh, Catherine Tremell had it. Also, over. W- well, when he first came in the room, when to like come visit his poor ex wife, he steps on it, so he picks it up and he oh, throws yeah. it away. Yeah, yeah. And then we go to the next session with Cat. Basically, we find out that Towers wasn't only banging his ex wife, but it was also banging Catherine Tremell. Because Catherine Tremell apparently fucks everybody you've ever known. Or apparently. Car- even- I'm pretty sure she banged that waitress. Oh yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. She gets around. You know why? Because she banged all of London. Yeah. And then you know, Catherine's like, oh well, whoever killed him actually did you a favor. And then, it's, oh yeah, this is the one where she does like, she sits in the chair backwards and is basically like talking all dirty and stuff to him okay, while apparently yeah. playing with herself. And how would you do? Would you do like this? Okay, I'm bored. I'm out of here. I'm gonna seek therapy elsewhere. Yep. Okay. Good. Good. That's that should have been done many many sessions ago. Right. Period. Then Doctor Glass goes to the coffee shop and bangs the waitress. 
because you know yeah, he does. He's got to get his rocks off. He still got the blue balls because he didn't get a finish with Michelle. Right? Because he answered the phone with his dick. Yeah, right. <laughs> his boner answered that call. You'll have to speak louder. I'm wearing a towel. That's <laughs> one of my favorite lines of all time. <laughs> And then afterwards, uh, the detective shows up at Dr. Glass's apartment. Yeah. And he, he basically looks around. That's when they see, like, uh, his artwork and yeah, uh, the the whole thing with the, the picture, like, German thing of, like, I smell blood. Uh, ich, ich like a blut. Yeah, it's uh, like, there's, like, a trio of, like, lino prints and, yeah, they're, like, German or something and... Yeah, they're trying to make it super duper pretentious. I don't know what. I but... don't know, except for, yeah, it's just, like, they didn't pick artwork that was well-known enough or something like yeah i don't know but uh basically right after that it he tries calling Catherine trammell a bunch of times basically saying oh, i'm uh i'm worried about the way our last session ended uh give me a call we can talk something out but he does it like five or six times uh why is he calling her i don't know he he should not be calling her he should be like good riddance yeah. now i can testify against you in, in court again because you're no longer my patient she, you know, you know, good riddance to bad rubbish. But he doesn't. He just keeps calling her because yeah. apparently he's got the ball. He, he's got the blue balls for her. Yeah, I don't know. But but then the doctor goes to talk to the dean of psychiatry to see if he gets his tenure chair position or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, he doesn't get it. Why? What? Because Catherine's banging the fucking dean of psychiatry too, and uh, brought up a whole Cheslov thing with him. Like, oh, I can't have someone on a chair with a record like yours. Blah. So then he starts following her mm -hmm. and yeah. she she goes to some dark club on the West End or whatever. Oh my and gosh, yeah. Does the little peekaboo thing with the, the bouncer and the bouncer basically grabs her and just throws her, like drags her into the no, building. No, no, no. And... First he says, oh, no, thanks, man. I don't yeah, want any yeah. of that. And then she hands him cash, I'm assuming a couple hundred. Yeah. And then he like drags her in by her hair yeah. into the orgy room. And so Dr. Glass chases in after her and starts... Mm -hmm going through every room and looking around and of course every door. yeah finds a couple like dominatrix people yeah. and all kinds of stuff i want their story their story's more interesting it really is uh but then uh he i don't know gets on the roof or something somehow and looks that's the down. only door that was like unlocked other than the uh, screaming cambodian woman yeah. <laughs> yeah but and then he looks down the uh, skylight or whatever yep. oh there's Catherine Trammell getting railed by the doorman oh yeah and she in makes a big ass orgy like oh everybody yeah he's so curious he has to watch uh, and then she makes eye contact with him while she's just getting plowed yeah uh, fucking okay all right so Steve on this note <laughs> orgies yeah. are they sexy I mean I am not a huge fan I just feel like it's just a lot of diseased meat rubbing up against each other <laughs> well, what was i said last night like garbage bags of meat being thrown <laughs> against each other yeah yes that's kind of how i feel about it too but it's i don't nice know maybe room. we're missing out if somebody maybe. out there has like experience all right sweetie i'm gonna take this take that as an invitation for uh swinging and orgies i'll uh, make some calls i'll see what <laughs> we can find around here i mean if you could swing like an elizabeth shoe type <laughs> Uh, obviously <laughs> that's the goal but anyway, anyway uh, so we cut to the next day uh the detective meets up with it again and basically says so your ex-wife says you're lying about a bunch of stuff uh concerning adam towers and how he died or whatever so dr glass is like what the fuck's wrong with that 
you know what? I'll go talk to her, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so he follows her to like some club or whatever, and they have a little fight. No, no, that's right. He goes to the bar she's at first, yeah. gets in a big bar fight. And yes. then she runs off to, like, the club down the street or whatever yeah, without paying a cover charge. Yeah, she's trying to get away from him. And he just walks into, and they, he's at a bar, like, what the fuck is going on? Why are you selling lies? Like, <laughs> you sh- never loved me, blah, blah, blah. This is why our marriage failed. Yeah, you only care about your career and keeping a roof over my head. <laughs> right. What about me? <laughs> what about my needs? Like, shelter. Wait, what? Anyway. <laughs> and then she runs off. She runs uh, into the bathroom. Yeah, she runs into the bathroom. And, of course, because he does this, he just follows her right into the bathroom. Yeah. She's in one of the stalls. He opens up the door. Her throat's been slit. Okay. How? Uh, fucking ninjas? No one else is in this bathroom. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Nobody fucking exited. ninjas. She's also covered in cum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sneak. See, they can they confuse you with the cum splash, and then they kill you. Smoke bomb, ninja assassin. That's with, a fucking ninja that's, assassin. That's, that's a ninja assassin with two asses. Ninja assassin. Yeah. Ass assassin. <laughs> Uh, so then, of course, he touches everything, everything, lays her down on the ground, and of course, that's when people finally decide to come into the bathroom. Stumble in and start screaming, "Quick, call the police!" And uh, yeah, at the point, he's like, "Who and how is she? Has her throat split?" I don't know, but we find out in the next scene she was also begging Catherine. Of course, well, yeah, I think they knew that before that they were having a loose relationship her and adam and Catherine, whatever doesn't matter because everyone's banging her apparently so then this happens uh he's in the police station because obviously he's the prime suspect being the only person there at the <laughs> time her throat was slit and being the ex-husband and all oh, other stuff and witnesses seeing them have a fight in a bar yeah multiple several witnesses, bars <laughs> multiple witnesses saying she was trying to get away from him so he's there her and detective washburn is like you know you fucked up, right? You know, basically just like... Yeah, you done right, fucked up, boy. This is all formalities. Could have been friends. And then Catherine shows up. And he walks over yeah, to so her like, and the lawyer. I was they, sleeping with his ex-wife and it turns out, like, he didn't do it. And the guy who, like, was going to write the article was just, like, trying to ruin his, you know, his girlfriend's ex-husband's career. So, like, he's cool. He can come out of jail now, right? Look at my vagina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you don't hear what's actually said, but I assume it's something like that. And then Tedra Washburn comes back and he's like, well, she just said you're free to go, so um, have a nice day. Because I'm assuming she's fucking Washburn, too. She's fucking everyone, apparently, and she must be a good lay because they do whatever she wants. I would like to be this pretty, Steve. Yeah, it'd be nice, right? What is life like when you're that pretty? Write us in on Twitter at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from me, anyway. Uh, (laughs) So then Dr. Glass does the smartest thing he could possibly do. Yeah. Goes to Catherine's house. Yeah. They have. Oh, yeah. Uh, They have some words where it's like, ooh, some guys are into killers. Are you into killers? Eh, Michael? You gonna fuck me? And then, boom, they just get right to it. Yeah. (laughs) He gets around, man. Yeah, apparently. And so, yeah, he's just going at it. And mm-hmm. she's sitting there, and it looks just like the scene from Basic Instinct where she pulls out the ice yeah. picks for her. And she's reaching back. It reaches under the bed. And then throws a belt over his fucking throat and starts choking right. him out. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? Do you trust Which is the proper me? response. 
No! <laughs> no, I don't. Hey, trust me, this is going to be good. <laughs> Apparently, you're supposed to get off a lot better when you choke, Steve. You know Shall what? we test it? <laughs> All right, hold on, everybody. <laughs> this won't take too long. <laughs> For either of us. <laughs> Uh, I don't even want to try that. Uh, and not just because I've had a multiple people in my life who have passed that way. R.I.P. Um, he says stupid barely, teenagers, unfortunately. Barely holding back the laughter, though. Uh, there's, it, there's like a tear. If there's a more a... embarrassing way to go than jerking it until your fucking head explodes, basically, I don't know what it is. What do you say at that funeral? Like... Nothing. You say nothing. <laughs> you make no jokes. You don't even make eye contact. That's the voice of... That's the, the voice of experience. Yeah. Right there. You, 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 you consider whether or not you really have to show up or if you can just, like, send a card and, I don't know, a teddy bear, make sure it doesn't have a choker on it <laughs> Not the ones with the bow ties. Yeah, yeah, you don't... No, no ties. You, nobody wears a tie at that funeral. I was going to say, it's like bow tie, ascot, like regular neck You wear fucking deep V's. You, <laughs> you're like in workout shirts at that point. Everyone's shirts unbuttoned down to their navel. It's like yeah, 70s. Yeah, right. Uh, fun, fun stuff. Um, so yeah, then uh, yeah, there's a whole thing where after banging her, uh, he finds a little jar of... Ketamine. Ketamine in uh, her fridge or but whatever. part of the label scratched off, so he's not 100% sure, but he's pretty sure. Yeah, so he takes it to the detective to get it analyzed. And like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe this will be some evidence for you, blah, blah, blah. And that's when we start finding out that Detective Washburn has a history, too. Yeah. Apparently, he was a dirty cop, and he was being researched by uh, Adam Towers, too. Dirtiest cop in London. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, because yeah, uh, the therapist finds the the proof article. And so Dr. Glass is like walking home and there's a car following behind him. What? Who could it be? Oh, it's Detective Washburn again. He's just popping up saying, hey buddy, how's it going? Uh, why don't you get in the car with me? I got something I want to show you. And so they go to where that orgy was held. Yeah. And they find the corpse of Dickie Pep. The, uh, the doorman. The doorman. Yeah. He's got that same belt around his neck. Sure does. And his dick is out. <laughs> it is. And apparently he was excited when he passed. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so is it normal for cops to pick up suspects in other crimes and then uh, bring them to, to different crime scenes? Well, well yeah, and, and, like Detective Washburn is like, oh, well, maybe it was you. Maybe, like, like what, what do you think I like? was, like, jerking him off and then decided to kill him? What, why would I do that? Yeah, yeah, well, because you were jerking him off and then you realized you were gay, but you don't want to be gay, so you killed him. <laughs> so, so then you're not gay, you're a necrophiliac. So I was jerking off the guy that was banging, the girl that was banging, yes. the guy that was banging my ex-wife. Yeah. Uh, that makes perfect sense. That's, yeah, like, yeah. six degrees of Kevin Bacon shit going on Yeah, there. yeah, well, because his dick still sort of smells like them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so then Dr. Glass goes back to Catherine's house again because yeah. eh, apparently they're hanging out now. And she basically confesses to him as she's like about mm-hmm. to get into the hot tub. Naked. Basically just like shit talking and like. And she's like, you don't believe me when I tell you the truth. You don't believe me when I lie to you. What are you going to believe? And it's like, who do you think I'm going to kill next? Huh? Who do you think? And then he just basically like fucking jumps in the hot tub and starts yeah. holding her into the water like i'll fucking kill you bitch yeah. i'll fucking kill you yeah 
again, this is going to be such a satisfying ending. Except for just like everything else in this movie, he can't finish. (laughs) (laughs) He can't finish without choking himself out. Anyway. So he lets her go. Yeah. And then he just goes home or something. goes home. And then he starts destroying his apartment and throwing shit around and blah, blah, blah. Because that makes you look more innocent. And of course, luckily, one of the things he throws around is that German picture thing. And when that breaks, oh, there's a CD-ROM on the back of this. What? What? And he starts looking into it. It's a copy of, uh, it's a copy of her new book, The Analyst. Mm. And he starts going through it. And it's basically, it's a play by play of what she's been doing. And yeah. basically then it's insinuating that, uh, the, the next person's going to be Charlotte Rampling. No! Uh, his mentor! No! No! That she's also been fucking. Oh yeah. Well, that's a kind of implied. Well, well, what happens is when she decides not to be his patient anymore, he's basically like, "Oh, you can talk to to her. She's a yeah. good friend of mine. Maybe she can help you a little more." Blah blah blah. So it's still patient, but they're, yeah, pro- no, they're probably it's, it's it's more hinted at that they're fucking. Yeah, yeah. But so he calls over to Molina slash Charlotte's house. And is basically like, oh, you cut me around her. She's coming for you, blah, blah, blah. She's going to kill you. She's um, going to kill you. But she's too busy listening to learn how to speak Hungarian on tape. Of course, then she hears a light rapping at the door and totally right. hears everything that. Not uh, her phone ringing. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, so then uh, Dr. Glass shows up there and she's like, what What are you talking about? Oh, Catherine said you, and you know, said you might be Catherine saying stuff said like this. You were this. going to be going crazy. Like, oh, what you've been and talking you, to her? You almost drowned her in the pool. She scared half to death. What? That's all. She what barely came when we had sex. Wait, what? What? And then Catherine like walks out of the room, and he's basically like, "Tell her the truth." I did. You just you just attacked me, and I. Can't tell, help tell her the truth, you little bitch. <laughs> and like as he's like reaching for, he like knocks. Uh, Melina, like, uh, basically, like, knocks her over, and then all of a sudden, oh, she's got a concussion and, like, has to, like, pass out for a few minutes. I thought he killed her. Did he not kill her? No. Oh, no, no. No, no. Yeah, he knocked her into the table, and she's out. Yeah, then, like, helped her on, like, a Shea Lounge. Go, like, oh, you got a concussion. You'll be fine. That kind of thing. Um, But then uh, he starts charging at Catherine, and she pulls out a gun. (laughs) What now? What you gonna do, bitch? And then, and then uh, Catherine says something like, uh, well, now you got to finish the job and, like, hands him the gun. Yeah. And he's like, what? What What are you talking about? And, like, slaps her. And she's like, ooh, like a rough, blah, blah, blah. Now he's going to lose control. Isn't it great? Yeah. And this is where he finds out that uh, Cheslov didn't kill his girlfriend. <gasps> it was it? Washburn. What? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Wait, is that the truth? No, it can't be true. Washburn's not that dirty of a guy. Wait, why would he? Is he trying to frame me? Yeah, he's been trying to frame me the whole time. And you've been played like a fiddle, walking right through it the whole time. And he's like, what? What? Except for that she's a fucking liar. She's lied about everything. Why are you going to believe this? So then Washburn basically comes in through the door, kicks it down. What's going on? And Dr. Glass turns around and shoots him in the chest. And as he's sitting there just about to die, he's like, kill her. Kill her. Kill her. Shoot her! Yeah, shoot her! <laughs> but as he turns around to finish off Catherine, Catherine's basically hiding behind Melina, who's awake now and just scared out of her mind, basically oh, using her as a, as a human on. shield. And oh, I'm so scared. He just shot a cop. Melina, did you see that? 
yeah, I totally heard it. That's what woke me back up. Yeah, they're just kind of staring at him. And he's like, fuck, what do I do? What do I do? And that's when the cops come in behind and tackle him down yeah. to the ground. And he starts oi, 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 oi. screaming. <laughs> and everyone's sneering back and forth at one another. And then we cut to, I assume, a few months later. At the insane asylum. At the world's greatest insane oh my asylum. God. It's like a fucking castle. This is what happens when countries have healthcare, honey. Right? <laughs> But he's sitting there in his little wheelchair, a little gray in the temples, and just just zonked out on whatever. Oh, yeah. But then he notices someone walking towards him. It's the ghost. No, it's oh. it's Catherine. Of course it's Catherine. Of course it's Catherine. By the way, why is she allowed to visit him? No fucking idea. But yeah, she basically walks out to him and starts fucking with his mind, basically saying, you know, you'll have to read my new book because it's all about this therapist who killed... You know, use the the ruse of one of his patients to kill everyone that stood in his way, and then he got away with it too because he didn't go to jail. He just ended up in an insane asylum, or maybe he was insane the whole time. Hmm. We'll never know. And she walks away. Mm-hmm. Roll fucking credits. So the, I'm just realizing now this movie sounds much more interesting with us describing it. Yeah. Then it really actually is. it's not a bad plot. It's not. It's not a bad plot, but. Good lord, it just takes so long to watch. Alright, sweetie. It's just so long to watch. That's Basic Instinct 2. Basic Instinct 2. Sweetie, I'm not going to ask if you would recommend this movie, because mm. you're probably going to say no. Mm. What I am going to ask, though, because mm-hmm. of our wonderful representation of this movie... Yes. Who do you think killed everyone? Do you think it was Catherine? Do you think it was the therapist? Do you think it was a mix? I don't think the therapist went through and killed everyone. I think that Catherine did a lot of the killing, and I think some of them were accidents that she manipulated. Mm. Like, I feel like the guy in the nightclub, that was probably a genuine accident. Accident, yeah. But she, she <laughs> but, made sure... But it was sure, one of her belts. Maybe he was loaned to her, or she has like five or six or of them. Or maybe yeah. it was his belt that she had, because she was, you know, for the night. Um, but I, I feel as though... There was probably a lot of coincidence that she was able to manipulate and let the right people know. Like, she probably say there was an accident during sex. Instead of calling it as an accident, she calls it in as a homicide. Make sure she speaks to a specific detective. Here's here's what I think. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the footballer, yeah, she probably Mm -hmm. killed. Like, oh, yeah, he's on ketamine and he likes to have chicks drive around into the fucking river. Yeah, obviously, it's her fault. At the very least, it's manslaughter. She's going to jail. Next would have been, what, the Adam Towers? Yes. I think the ex-wife killed him. I think so, too. Because... I think she was going to protect her ex-husband. No, I don't even think that. You don't think that? I think it was that they had the relationship with Catherine, like the little loose open-ended oh, thing. Ac- and a little accident with some autoerotic stuff? Uh-huh. And it was a way for her to get back at the the ex-husband, because obviously he'd be the first suspect. Mm-hmm. And also get back at her... At, at Catherine? Her, maybe Catherine, too, implicate mm-hmm. her somehow. And obviously, because the first person she called was the ex-husband That's before true. you know he even got there, then they thought, oh, maybe we should call the cops because yeah. there's a corpse in here. Or we burn it, roll it up in a rug. I don't know, whatever. Right. I'll fetch a rug. And then next would have been... Oh, well, and here's the thing. Who do you think killed uh, the ex-wife? That's a tough one. This is where I think... He actually killed him, uh, the ex-wife. You think she, he did and he blacked it out? Yeah. And... Who else would have? Who else was in there to slash her throat? 
Well, here's the thing. If your thing is correct and she killed her, she she killed the publicist. Maybe she committed suicide. Maybe maybe she, she was, was feeling guilty about it. She was she was at the bar getting drunk. She was. She just several. had a fight with a man who she'd been married to for a while, and you can tell they still have some feelings for each other. Yeah. Okay. So we'll call that one suicide. I'm yeah, okay with let's that. Let's pretend this shit's suicide. I mean, it's. I mean, it's not the cleanest suicide ever, but hey, no. when you're in a pinch and. You're about to, yeah. You know, it's you know. usually a pretty drastic decision. So, yeah. you think that like your world's crashing down, you run into a bathroom stall and just make it not hurt anymore. Right, who's next after that? Uh, the the bouncer, I think. The bouncer the guy one. is the next one. I mean, that could have just been occupational hazard. I mean, right? In, yeah, that's what reality. I'm thinking. But I think that Catherine had enough ties and wherewithal to know when it was going to happen, and so she made sure the right cops heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Uh, Washburn, obviously, Doctor Glass shot Washburn. Yeah, and that you know manipulation, whatever, blah blah blah. But yeah, 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 that happened. For sure. So I think everybody's guilty in this. Yeah, I think Catherine spun it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, that's just the theory. I she's have. The, I she's know. the cult leader who's ultimately responsible. <laughs> yeah, right, right in your theories at EILF movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Maybe we're thinking too much about this movie. So here's the question: We agree this is not a terrible plot. Nope. Like it, it needs a little work, but it's, oh it's, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, 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 yeah. a couple. Make, yeah. Th- this could make for a really interesting movie. Who do we cast in the remake? Oh, pff. uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. I don't know. Uh, I, it's it's tough because it's got to be someone who's willing to be naked and super sexual and mm-hmm. in our super woke society now. I don't know if you can Zazzy get like beats. a big but yeah, <laughs> DJ Zazzy beats. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and this uh, is her really ooh, brave role where she gets the ooh, Academy Award. And then the psycho uh, the psychologist DJ Qualls. DJ Qualls. <laughs> or DJ Qualls is the t- detective Washburn. Hey. And then David Thewlis as. <gasps> The, uh, you know what? But then you got to see David Thewlis naked. Think this through, yeah, Steve. I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, who who do you want to see naked? Since you're the uh, the schlong hmm. expert, <laughs> Hugh Grant, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gerard Butler. I think you're just thinking kind of on the older side, but I mean, like, sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you know, who played King Arthur? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, oh, fuck. Who was that? Um, Pacific Rim guy. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> Holy shit. Why can I not think of his fucking know. name? Yeah. Anyway. 19 people are going to message you. All of them will be stork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. And then you'll be like, how do you know who played King Arthur? Uh, the guy that's going to be the fucking Papillon remake coming out in like a week. Is uh, that coming out already? It is. Charlie Day. No, uh, Charlie Hunnam? Yeah, that's it. Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He looks yeah. good with his shirt off. And he's such a great actor. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can he can play a out of it therapist. <laughs> oh yeah, because he could really pull off the therapist part <laughs> with the, the facial hair and probably wearing All a right. fucking motorcycle Hi, jacket. Somebody else from Pacific Room, Charlie Day. <laughs> Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Yes. I'll watch him with his shirt off any day of the right? week. <laughs> Idris, I have an idea. Basic Instinct 3. <laughs> oh, I'm listening. Right. I sold. I sold. Zazzy Beats, you say? Hmm. We get a pick and work here. Who's, who's, who's directing? I know we're both not doing anything at the moment. Oh, stop. All right. <laughs> James Gunn's free. James Gunn is free. Holy shit. 
Basic Instinct 3, Love of the Gun. Oh, fuck. Anyway. No, I got it. You know who the therapist is? Who? Army Hammer. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's going to turn to Fifty Shades of Grey real fucking quick. All right. You're welcome, We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, more fun facts, more beer, and what we learn what we from learn. Basic Instinct 2. And then Idris Elba plays the doorman, so we still get to see him. Oh, my God, off. yes. I love it. <laughs> That uh, way, that way, we don't have to pay for him for like a full shoot. We just need a couple of days, but we still get that shot with his shirt out and his schlong out. <laughs> when everything I learned from movies returns. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie up, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you, so you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders, yeah. but I like to think we a little bit better than that. Come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. Yeah, no big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking? You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. Hi guys, we interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait, isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we, I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com. Slash soup complex, but our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear it a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine. What do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. And we're back. 
Woo! Oh my god, Steve, those were the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Ooh! <laughs> I would have to agree. Oh, they just get better every week. Yeah, especially this month where we got all those lube promotions. Oh, so much lube. Hit us up for lube commercials. Speaking of lube, <laughs> I'm a little thirsty, babe. Hey! I see these tracks up. I see a beer just oh. over yonder. Ah, yes, this selection from Dr. Hops. It's kombucha beer. What? This particular one is the Jackalope. They're ginger lime flavored. It has a probiotic and it's 9% alcohol by volume. Holy fuck. <clears throat> I'll read this one. Herbal and floral aromas, fresh lime, a deluge of galvanizing ginger, balanced sweetness, a hint of mint, and a dancing farmhouse finish. Alrighty. Perishable, keep refrigerated. Alright. Oh. Oh. Oh no. Nah, I should be fine. I, they say that on all the... Yeah, the... it's yeah, it's, it's probiotic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the, for those of you who don't know, a kombucha is a type of tea that's made from basically what grows on the uh, the inside of your recycling bin. <laughs> Some of it's better than others. I've been told this is quite good. Ooh, yeah. gluten-free, probiotic, and inspired by the Moscow Mule. Yeah. And I'm in a... Pop my top. Ooh, my top. Ooh, it smells minty. Not gonna lie, it smells a little kombucha That, um... Oh, yeah. Scares me. And the pour. Kombucha can be really, really good, and it can be also really yeah. terrible. I tried these guys at the uh, Alameda Fair. Art and uh, Wine Art Festival. Art and Wine Festival, that's right. That's what it was. They were actually really good. They got a couple different uh, flavors, but... Oh uh, yeah, this one's nice and cloudy. Yeah, like a, that'd be uh, the kombucha. Ginger thing would be. Yeah, it basically looks like ginger beer, like yeah. true brewed ginger beer, like with chunks of ginger in it. Uh, really no head to speak of. Lots of uh, effervescent bubbles. Steve's got in for the taste. Yeah, very effervescent, very ginger and limey, as you might expect. Mm. Um, yeah. This is 9% alcohol. It's very sneaky. It's a, kind it of a dry is. finish. Um, but yeah, I got a little sweetness up front. Yeah. yeah, basically it tastes like a Moscow yeah. Mule. I'm not going to lie, it doesn't taste like a beer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's really good. And probiotic. So guess what, sweetie? Good for your pooper. So many secrets to tell you tonight. <laughs> I hear the secrets that you keep Yeah, highly when carbonated. you're talking in your sleep. Very smooth mouthfeel. That song is about farting at night, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure. That's why Ooh. it's our song. <laughs> oh. Ooh. I think it's getting Steve in the back of the jaw. Yeah. A little, uh, little tartness there, but yeah, pretty good. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah, if you like, uh, if if you're not a big fan of beer, this might be the perfect way to introduce yourself to it. Indeed. Who wants some fun facts? Fun facts are super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. Sweetie, any guesses what the budget of this movie was? $74.12. Close. <laughs> $70 million. Oh my god, Steve, what would you do with $70 million? Basic Instinct 3, starring Idris Elba, <laughs> Charlie Hunnam, and whoever the hell else I want. No, Army Hammer. Army we Hammer, that's Charlie right. Hunnam. We that's said right. he doesn't have the acting chops <laughs> that Army Hammer does. Alright, sweetie, $70 million budget. What do you god, think damn. the U.S. gross was? Mmm... $14.72. Close. $3.2 million. Ooh. About 5%, of, oh. 4.5%. Oh, 
that's return rough. on investment. That's rough. Um, and then you throw in advertising, which uh-huh. I assume they did. They nah. do about double what the budget of the movie is for. Yeah, this uh, this was this film is the first and only theatrical release follow up to a box office hit that did not even earn ten million dollars in the U.S. box Ooh. office. Because it was a movie no one asked for. It really was. Okay, here's a good one. I want you to hear about this. Okay. Robert Downey Jr. was set to star, but had to drop out when he was charged with drug possession. (laughs) Wait, there's more. Kurt Russell was attached at some point, but bailed out because he felt uncomfortable with the nudity. Pierce Brosnan refused to play the male lead role because of distasteful elements, obviously. Bruce Greenwood was set to star but dropped out because he hadn't been signed on yet and feared the actor strike. Ooh. Benjamin Bratt was banned what? by Sharon Stone for not being a good actor. Uh, because apparently they were in Cat the Catwoman movie yeah. like a year or two before. Oh. Um, but yeah, so that's why... David Morrissey, whoever that is, uh, got the role. Uh, Sharon Stone also wanted Catherine Deneuve to star alongside her at one point. Uh, She's the actress from uh, uh, The Hunger, the non-Susan Sarandon joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I assume she would have been the Charlotte Rampling character, probably. They probably would have had a longer sex scene. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, what? There wasn't a Charlotte Rampling sex scene, was there? Uh, this may come as a shock, sweetie. Uh, the film won the most Razzie Awards of 2007, what? including Worst Picture of the Year. Ooh. Was 2007 a good year for movies? Probably not. Okay. I don't know what its competition was, but yeah, I can't even guess. Was it like Fast and Furious? Or <laughs> <laughs> I think by that point they're up to like Fast and Furious 4, maybe? Oh, to- so to- Tokyo Drift? Yeah. Tokyo Drift was like 2. That was 3. Yeah. Too Fast, Too Furious was number that's two. Right. And that's like 2002 oh, or three or something. Fate yeah. of the Furious. Coming next week. Yeah. Um, also, the film's failure the film's failure led some critics to question if there is still an audience for films with sex scenes due to the availability of pornography on the internet. What are your thoughts on that, sweetie? You know, I think people will still watch movies with sex scenes. Obviously, Fifty Shades of Grey and Twilight made a shit ton of money. Right. Is there sex scenes in Twilight? There's hinted at. Well, of course. Uh, there's, there's always fondling. hinted at. Yeah. Uh, like, it, Passengers, there's hinted at. Yeah, okay. Um, I think there is, but not, not, like, for erotic reasons, weirdly. Like, I think more for, like... Oh my, like, Ooh. the people who aren't going to tell you they're watching porn, the people who like to yeah. claim they're not, they'd be like, oh, I saw this dirty movie. I think there is. I think the reason this movie did, didn't did do well is because it's slow as fuck. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, and nobody wanted it. Nobody asked for nobody it. Nobody asked for it. Yeah, I think, I mean, the heyday, of course, was in the 90s when there was, yeah. like, all of the like, wild things and, like, being a teenager during that time, I know there was always the, <laughs> oh, dude, you totally get to see some boobs and a little bit of bush and stuff like that in these movies, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But yeah, 2006 Basic Instinct, That I remember when the, like this was coming out, I was like, what? whatever. It's just the first one 15 years later. Well, that's you know? just it. I mean, is is it going? Is, is Basic Instinct 2 going to be any more shocking than Basic Instinct? No, there's no, no way it can be. Well, and now it's like watching Basic Instinct now. It's like, Oh, okay, it's you know it's a little, 
little odd. Back then it was like, oh my god, you totally... Her beaver came out and said howdy when she was cross, <laughs> uncrossing her legs. And yeah. woo, scandal. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think there's a place for erotic movies in a world with porn? There, free porn? There's still, like, you can have, like, sensual scenes mm-hmm. and, like, very tastefully done, basically porn. But... Yeah. Softcore. I just don't think like yeah, big budget movies or whatever. No, you, everybody wants to get that PG thirteen bullshit anyway. Unless you're a horror movie looking to make a butt on, buck on a low budget, so yeah, I don't know. and they're gonna get their hard R's from their fu- from from the word fuck, not from fucking. And yeah, yeah, by using it twice, Ooh. Ooh, or smoking. Oh, historical smoking. So, sweetie, mm-hmm. what did we learn from Basic Instinct two? Apparently no one can say no to uh, Miss Stone. Some guys are into killers. What did you <laughs> learn, Steve? <laughs> I learned uh, sometimes when it comes to tipping your waitress, give her more than the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> uh, I also learned in uh, <laughs> in British courtrooms, everybody wears those stupid fucking wigs. Oh, yeah. Every. Because every court case is a drag race. Uh, I also learned uh, apparently ex-wives know when you're fucking somebody else. Oh yeah, they're there to cock block. They'll interrupt you with a phone call. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, if you tip a doorman enough, he'll fuck you. Hey, see, just like the waitress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's super sexy sequel September, the mm-hmm. first one. There's Ooh. plenty more on the way, everybody. Oh, it's gonna be great. I'm so excited. You should be. I'm thrilled. My loins are frothing. Mine too. <laughs> so sweetie. Yeah. Anywhere we can uh, buy your wonderful art at? Oh, if you want some not erotic art, but tons of pussy. <laughs> cats. They're cats. <laughs> you can go to my Etsy shop. At untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. And just to specify, she said Venus. Venus. Untidy Venus. V-E-N-U-S.etsy.com. I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. Your desire. Not to be confused with dirtycock.org. <laughs> Thank you, babe. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, and of course you can find us everything I learned from movies um, we've had some pretty incredible interviews at this oh, point we really have uh, if, oh you, if you haven't caught the one from Friday we uh, talked Ooh. to our first Marvel superhero Thomas shh, Jane shh. this is after it's already been released I know but in case they didn't listen to it I want them to go find it and where will they find it sweetie they're gonna find it at <laughs> I'm sorry what was our website sweetie E I L F M. That's everything I learned from movies. Dot podbean. Dot com. Exactly. That's where we're going to find it. Our co host totally <laughs> listens to our podcast. <laughs> I love you. I love you. And on that note, I'm Steve. <laughs> and I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, everything I, I Learned From, from movies. movies. And you can find Steve on dirtycocks.org. <laughs> dirtycocks.org. It's just roosters over yeah. rolled in mud. <laughs> Not only am I the president, I'm also a client. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. No.